Mr. Court, Mr. Boz, Mr. Witch, it's showtime. Danger, danger, high voltage. There is no spoon. Yes, there it is. The flying guillotine is an awesome weapon. It's not practical. It's not even aerodynamic. But it's awesome! Easy Rider is cool. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. They have fuel tanks the size of a pea. You'll get three miles out of that. Okay, okay. Could we possibly just talk about the damn movie? Obsessive Cinema Discourse. Hello and welcome to Obsessive Cinema Discourse, Season 1, Episode 10 of this sporadic podcast, Volcano. We have returned again for apparently because we need to and it's fun. So to my left is the new poster child for the extra beefy version of Beef Eater Gin. Boz, good morning, sir. Beef Eater Gin. I fucking hate gin. Here we are back to redress the balance of my complete fuck up last time it was my turn to lead the show. I still don't know what was happening with my brain. Let's go halfway through. We're very early on, all right? We're very early. Let, let's not get ahead of ourselves. This, this is not how we do this show. Oh, right, fair enough. <clears throat> this is not how... But we did it. And that's the important part. We actually did it. <laughs> you delivered something. That's right. And to my right, the new poster boy for Beards and Bourbon, we have our good mates, Court. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm good. Now, by beards, do you mean like, you know, a homosexual who is married to someone of the opposite sex to cover up? Because for the record, I'm into it. Hey, look, whatever gets you through the day. All right. Coincidentally, what? it is beards and bourbon that gets, gets me through the day, so it's perfect <laughs> that I'm the poster boy for it. There we go. All right. And with, obviously, this alcohol-fueled introduction, today we are talking about 1992's John Woo extravaganza, hard boiled. Get out the doves, people. This is very exciting. Or hard baked, as I seem to call it halfway through this week for some <laughs> unknown reason. So that's what I've labelled hard, my hard notes. Hard baked. <laughs> yes. Hard baked. Hard cheese. <laughs> yeah. Parboiled. <laughs> Slow boiled. And maybe a little sous vide for you fancy folks at home. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I've only had half a cup of coffee. It's not kicking me. I was going to say, he's the one uh, without heavy spirits. <laughs> it's early for me, but the caffeine is just not doing its job. All right. So, this is my choice, which means I get to do, apparently, some of the legwork. As I mentioned, it is 1992's Hard Boiled. Runtime of two hours and eight minutes. I think this is the longest movie we've done. Although, be- Beast in the Magic Sword sure felt like it was a lot longer. <laughs> yes. No, that yes. was just the way I yeah. made us review it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love Paul Nashie, but that movie felt like it took seven years off my life watching it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, can we just kill somebody? Just fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> um, on the plus side, this movie was a very quick two hours. I've got to be even including yeah. the slow-mo. <laughs> And there's lots of uh, slow-mo. And we'll get to the so, slow-mo in my oh, feelings we will. on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we will. So um, IMDb tells us that this movie is regarding mobsters are smuggling guns into Hong Kong. The police orchestrate a raid at a tea house where an ace detective loses his partner. Meanwhile, 
the two main gun smugglers are having a war over territory and a young new gun is enlisted to wipe out informants and overcome barriers to growth. The detective, acting from the inside source, gets closer to the ringleaders and eventually must work with the inside man directly. Dun, dun, dun. That was explosions. not the movie I just watched. That was definitely not the movie I just watched at all. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, see, it was. What I was going to say is, I've I've known of this movie since. Well, I I remember watching it in my teens and loving it for all the action and stuff. But as I came yes. back to it this time, I'm like, I've got no idea what this movie's about. And ten minutes in, oh, I, I I now understand why I have no idea what this movie's about. And that synopsis is the most cohesive version of it I've ever heard told. Because <laughs> it yes. just never makes yes. sense to me. Yeah, that yeah, um, that actually makes sense. What 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 I just watched John Woo film wise did not make sense at all compared to what that <laughs> description gives it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the description lays it out quite clearly. That's not what happens. Well, it is <laughs> kind of just with, with slow mo and explosions. Um, Everything now, that did not have dialogue was considered for slow motion in this film. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So as as mentioned, it was directed by John. Woo! Um, <laughs> Ric Flair in the morning. <laughs> hey, look, if I can get a bit of Ric Flair in the morning, I'm doing all right. Um, starring Yun Fat Chow as Inspector Tequila Yun, Tony Jiu Wang Ling as Alan, uh, appearing as Tony Leung, and Teresa Mo as Teresa Chang, and of course, Mr. Wu as Mr. Wu. Um, <laughs> it gives you that woo. The, woo. Fiendish Mr. Woo, you just fucked up now. <laughs> Done fucked up now. <laughs> yes. Because Wu-Tang Clan are nothing to mess with. Um, so I've been led to understand anyway. Um, so that means that because it, this is my episode, I'm going to stick to the format that we originally agreed to. And <laughs> <laughs> Ask my colleagues. What do you love about this movie, boss? Um, I mean, f- for me, it's just a me movie because, like, guns and explosions and diving all over the place. I mean, you got me at hello. Um, well, I did. I did sort of decide though, having. I, I I don't know if I've ever seen this with. Was there an original dub, or are they all over dub? This was an Australian dub. This version of it, which is yeah. different than the one that I'm used ah. to. That's why. Yeah, right. I was just going to say, this is actually the local dub, so depending, I mean, I would imagine that, yeah, at, at the very least, Court has probably seen a different dub. It's actually a lot better than the American dub that I have on DVD, to be honest. Right. It's, it fits yeah, a little bit Tequila better. is very Australian in this. He's very Australian. Yeah, he <laughs> says g'day when he punches people in the face like five or six times. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, mate. You're fucked. <laughs> you see, it, it was difficult for me because I, I, I'm sure I saw it in original language at some point, and I always I hate overdubs. I can't help it. I really <laughs> loathe them. Um, but by the end of this one, I sort of loved it, and I thought, you know what, I should do this show in the style of the script and the overdub of this. So I'll just halfway through whilst talking at an absolutely normal gate, just start shouting at you for no fucking reason. <laughs> That's all over. Because I got angry. That's I'm all sorry. over dubs of Asian films, regardless of the origin of the dub. Though they're always like that for no fucking reason. <laughs> just all of a sudden, I'm angry. <laughs> um, and there was a lot of just suddenly being angry for no apparent reason. 
Well, that's a John Woo film. People just have rage issues yeah. in John Woo movies like crazy. Yes. I, mean, I suppose it's, if you're going like, to... Sorry. <clears throat> no, I was just going to say, because if you're going to be the police chief, you have to shout every other line because, you know, he's the chief yeah. and he'll have your ass for this. <laughs> he'll be up and down your Hershey Highway and a bunch of other threats that are vaguely homophobic and <laughs> somewhat homoerotic at the same time. Yes, I, I believe every time I hear you talk, it makes my dick itch. Um, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that where you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> yeah, really. If your dick is itching, I think you've got other problems. Um, <laughs> and we'll always wear a rubber so it doesn't do that anymore. Exactly. It's <laughs> harking back to a conversation that none of you will ever hear. <laughs> <laughs> Audiences love that. Yeah, they do. Uh, so, uh, yeah, wh so why you, do I love it? Yeah, uh, explosions, yes. guns, squibs, um, just just more explosions than it's ever been in any film ever, and unnecessary slow-mo bits, and not too much talking, really. Um, so it's, it's sort of right up my alley. Uh, I do love this movie. Awesome. How about you, Court? What do you love this movie? There's two sequences that are the epitome of action film to the time that this was released and were influential for everyone in the future. The Chop Shop shootout and the hospital siege over the weapons cache whenever that gets discovered. Now, the Chop Shop shootout is the stuff of legends when it comes to action and how that's done, but the way the hospital siege is orchestrated and shot, it is possibly the finest action sequence that was ever filmed at that point. And it mm. wasn't until the Raid films got released later that I think it was surpassed. I think it took that long. It took over 20 years for someone to produce an action sequence better than the Hospital Siege. Yeah, despite John Woo so, trying. Uh, and, and, <laughs> yeah, trying and continuing to try. I was just going to say, anyone outside of Hong Kong, you know, really hadn't done anything. Like, absolutely, until you, until you hit the Raid. And then it's, you know, it's the same level of just insane intensity. Hmm. Um, it's yeah, absolutely I, amazing. And I think the reason that the raid actually surpassed it is they have even less regard for the safety and well-being of their stunt performers in the <laughs> country of origin for the raid than they even do yeah. in Hong Kong. Because the stuff yeah. that those guys were doing to each other in the raid should have crippled all of them. Yeah. And it's the same here. There's there's explosions, there's shotgun blasts, like the squibs that are going off on people that looks like it is physically hurting the actors and they don't have to pretend like getting shot hurts them at all. Like it looks like the squibs was actually putting a dent in them somewhere. Yeah, I mean, what you don't realize well, is they when, only When you use... got 20 squibs going off on your chest, I'm <laughs> guessing at least one of them going to fucking hurt. Yeah, it looked like a, like a lot of this stuff, like I was really noticing today, a lot of the shots looked extremely painful when people were getting shot, particularly shotgun blasts and stuff. Yeah, see, what you don't realize is a lot of those people trying to get out of the hospital at the end, they're just the stunt guys from earlier in the movie. Like, they were legitimately yeah. being triaged. <laughs> <laughs> they were legitimately hurt, and then they just got squibbed up again, and they're like, you sons of bitches, this is not in my contract. <laughs> I did not get shot in the dick. This is not funny. <laughs> uh, dear. Um, I look. I love this movie. It came out in like 1992, which is, um, you know, my early 20s. And you know, this and the string of John Woo movies that went with it. You know, uh, A Better Tomorrow, A Better Tomorrow mm. Two, 
you know, the killer, all that sort of stuff was just awesome. I mean, I I was working um, in the CBD at that time and it, we used to quite often go to a bar in Chinatown and then go to the Chinatown cinema to to watch these movies. They usually in, in their original language. Yeah. Um, As it should yeah. be. Yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly... Uh, and I've got to be honest, I did see more than one of them with no subtitles and didn't care. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of John Woo films. The first time I've ever seen a lot of them, they were bootleg dubs on VHS with no subtitles, and it didn't fucking matter what they were talking about because that's not why no. you were watching them. Well, especially with Hard Baked, because even with the overdub, I, you still don't understand what the fuck's going on, so it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> Now, this hard bake that you talk about, is that the porno parody of Hard Boiled Boss? <laughs> Maybe it is. Oh. Might be a Freudian <laughs> slip. <laughs> hard baked with icing. <laughs> <laughs> so, just flipping that on its head, what about the things that you didn't like about this movie, Court? <laughs> the opening sequence of the light jazz flute playing to try and make a tough guy seem sensitive and gentle. <laughs> does not sell me at all. I don't care who you are, oboes are not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> They're just not sexy. And synthesizer pretending to be an oboe is even worse, which is exactly <laughs> what we got in this film. Yeah, the music was <laughs> was a problem. Uh, I don't Atrocious remember noticing it before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there was um, there was one scene... Uh, I'm trying to remember where it was now. Uh, and the music was just... It was like it was in the wrong movie. <laughs> so, mm. um, fucking sorry, guys. I lost my... I had a note and I can't see it. It's a good layout, isn't it? It'll, it'll be, it'll be in you your notes. forcing you to edit now. <laughs> what the You fuck? think I'm actually going to edit? you got to be kidding me. Yeah, you have to. You in. cannot leave this in. I will come... I will fly over and steal your cat. <laughs> <laughs> He's leaving it in just so you come over to visit him, cat or no cat. Being That's right. uh, just, just come to visit, and then I'll move. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, look, uh, uh, the, the soundtrack cool. was one of the things that, yeah, one of the things that really was, yeah, didn't fit in a couple of places. The the whole jazz bit I could have lived without. Um, it adds nothing. In, it doesn't even develop yeah. the character in any way, shape, or form. That Tequila, at one point in time, was this sensitive, loving musician type who somehow became this hard-boiled person from exiting mm. the police academy. Like, it's all a backstory that could have been trimmed and saved you a good yeah. seven to ten minutes of bullshit you don't need. Yeah. I, I, either that or I think just John Woo wanted to be in the movie and he said, well, I'm not doing action, action sequences. I'll be the bar owner. There you go. And now it's... This is all in here. Uh, can we get an oboe, please? <laughs> and then can we have someone play a synthesizer that badly sounds like a flute that isn't clearly an oboe? <laughs> um, look, some of the slow-mo really wasn't needed. I'm going to say it. <laughs> there, are, there are situations where you just don't have to go slow-mo. Yeah, they shoot 15 people and then change sides of the corridor, and that bit's in slow-mo. Like, well, why? <laughs> <laughs> It's like the Van Damme I mean, triple kick, man. They they had to switch over on the other side to show you this beautiful setup that they did and really be overindulgent and by going in slow motion for every explosion. Hmm. But, I mean, this is what brought us, you know, video games like Max Payne and all that sort of stuff. 
and, and you know, oh, shooting yeah, games would be wouldn't... nothing with, with, without without ridiculously slow slow mo shots. Hmm. Yeah, the bullet time thing in Max Payne, they even come right out and say it, where one of the passwords to get into a, a drug den is John Woo. I mean, they just yeah. so call to it. There are some sequences where they use slow motion where everybody's moving quickly. And they like particularly in the, the shootouts that are happening in the the drug buy or the gun buy thing that they, they come yeah. in in the chop shop and shoot it up. They did a thing where they shot everything super fast and then slowed it down to where it was almost like a normal speed to give the explosions and all the other things that are happening more weight and gravity and the gunshots going mm. off. And there, the slow motion works great, but like mm. they have oh, tequila yeah. taking a sip of a drink that goes into slow motion for no reason. <laughs> yeah. mm. a, a sip of a drink which he obsessively bangs on the table. What is up with that? He's an angry drunk, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that, that just was a shake it up thing. Yeah, it was like put the coaster in and psh, psh, and I'm going, why? You're just spilling good alcohol. <laughs> it just seems pointless to me. Just seems. Um, um, how about the bit where he drops through the ceiling directly vertically downwards and then manages to travel forwards 500 yards on the same rope? Like, did he have a yes. little. Did he have a curry the night before or did he have a little jetpack back there? I'm not sure <laughs> which he was doing. Yes, the, the, that that rope had an amazing level of swing on it that was from something that came straight in through. Yeah, I think the rope might have been L shaped actually. That's, uh, <laughs> ah, the old L. <laughs> now I, I want to talk to you about Asian Bronson. <laughs> oh, here we have our casual racism again. <laughs> Well, it's the. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but um, I believe his, his name is actually Mad Dog. Um, I, I think that's the only I'm title. The guy from the raid. <laughs> yeah, the guy the the guy from the raid that is the Mad Dog character was pretty influenced by this, as far as I'm concerned. He's the guy that gets yeah. the eye patch later in the film that keeps getting punched with the eye injury, right? Correct. Yeah, uh, and, and unfortunately, in my in my notes, I have just written. Asian Bronson. Okay. <laughs> you see, that was a frustrating scene. Racism. <laughs> <laughs> but he kept getting punched in the eye that was already bad. If you're fighting a yes. guy with an eye patch because his eye's fucked, poke him in the other one. Then it's yes. game over. Yeah, but you know what? If you've got a gun, don't use it to try and strangle him. Shoot him. <laughs> All right. If you have a gun, shoot him. Don't strangle. Shoot. That's what guns are for. Can someone <laughs> explain to me John Woo's sexual obsession with birds? Yeah. Um, bit of face off there, isn't there? <laughs> well, yeah. that's well, he did face off as well. I mean, he is crazy for birds. Mm. I never noticed it until later on. Like I had, I'd been a long time since I've watched John Woo films, and then there was like mm. jokes going around about his love of doves and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, really? Is it that bad? But you go back and mm. watch it now that you know, and you're like, Jesus Christ, what's with all the birds, Woo? I'm sure there's some in Mission yeah, Impossible too, as well. Oh, there yeah. is. I mean, is it the, the killer? <laughs> is the whole sequence in the church? Is that the killer or a better tomorrow? I can't remember. Yeah, is that the or one where all the doves should go flying in the church? Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, dude, seriously. And they mimic um, that in Hard Target. They almost completely recreate John Woo's greatest hits with Hard Target when he made that in the United States. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a Bonnie Tyler video. (laughs) (laughs) 
You'll, you'll have to Google Bonnie Tyler, kids. All right? It's only for us old folks. So anyway, getting getting back to Asian Bronson and my casual racism, why does he have... <laughs> well, look, he was a big part of the movie, all right? It was important. Um, why does he have a gun that only fires one bullet? That's another what was the point? John Woo's thing. It's He's supposed to be such an excellent marksman that only one shot is what he needs. Yet he constantly misses with that one shot every time. Yeah, because and he's the only guy in the movie that seems to need to reload. Yeah. Everyone else could fire like <laughs> that, three bazillion bullets. He's got to reload. That's that was one of my notes. The guns do not hold that many bullets, and no one ever reloads at all. Well, that no, swinging rope sequence I mentioned that he fires at least two hundred and fifty rounds as he comes through the building. <laughs> Because about time, 30 guys go down. Shooter. He's got like a six shooter most of the time, and he's firing 12 <laughs> to 15 shots. And you can tell that he runs out of bullets. The only time anybody runs out of bullets is when it's convenient for the fucking plot and someone yep. needs to live and that person needs to be out of bullets. That's the only yes. time that someone's out of bullets in this movie. No, come on. Look, they yes. do reload. They just do it when the camera's not on them. That's all. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. But Tequila has and- the camera always on him, and he never reloads. <laughs> Never. Only, the only time he has to reload is, of course, when we reach the epitome of casual racism, the Asian-Mexican standoff. (laughs) That sounds like a fusion restaurant I want to go visit, the Asian-Mexican standoff. Mm, That sounds delicious. Asian-Mexican food. That would be awesome, actually. Burritos with, like, you know, spring onions and and, and pork belly in it. Oh, yeah. I could go for that now. I believe it's a teriyaki sauce. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I believe it's a thing in New York of all places. Oh, probably. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> I don't have that soundboard up, guys. You can't make the call to it. <laughs> oh, we're going to be referencing your shtick later on, sir. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like the sound of that. I love the sound of that where you reference my shtick. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, got shtick. Speaking um, of which, shooting shooting Uncle Hoy in the gut is a dick move. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? it it's, I mean, shoot him was... in the heart so he dies instantly. Don't, like, you know, just mess up his intestines so it's a slow, painful, agonizing death. I mean, that's just evil. Yeah, but, you know, it was a heartfelt moment. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be honest, I actually thought he shot him in the junk. Because <laughs> that's where the gun seemed to be pointing. <laughs> I'm sorry, Uncle Hoy, but I'm going to shoot you in the nuts. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Which is just yeah, a, a bit, a, a bit cruel. Uh, speaking of things that are cruel, we we never got an answer as to why, um, Alan uh, was he. Uh, Jeff. I, I'm not sure if he's yeah. I'm not sure if he's called Alan in any other version, but Alan is a very Australian name, and I believe he's an accountant. Um, Al, Alan was sending musical. Um, who the fuck clips. is Alan? Sorry. <laughs> Alan, Alan. Who the fuck is Alan? Um. <laughs> Alan, Alan was the inside man. Oh, that's he, he was the under. Yeah, his name. I'm pretty sure his name was Alan. I've written in my notes as Alan. I Maybe was I doing a Kevin it. Bloody Wilson joke. I'll just, I'll, I'll get my coat. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> yeah, the, you've got to be honest. Kevin's not one of our proudest exports. Okay. <laughs> Uh, again, for you, those of you at home, Google Kevin Bloody Wilson. Um, 
We won't be posting links. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no links. Do your own fucking work, all right? Let's. Uh, I'm let's, busy being casually racist. Let's do um, this. Let's do the thing that every other podcast does and promise links in the show notes and then never put them in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> links in the show notes, kids. Feel free to read all of them. But they um, won't actually, oh, actually be you know there. What? No, they won't be there. But you know what? Send us an email because we love emails. <laughs> <laughs> And if you were no, going to do a link, I mean, Santa Claus, you cunt, is still one of the best Christmas songs ever. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. that guy. Now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, that's that guy. Kevin when, bloody Wilson. When I was about 15, um, living at home with my very religious family, um, my I borrowed my friend's Kevin bloody Wilson cassette tape. Again, kids, Google cassette tape. And <laughs> I had it... I left it in the kitchen, stupidly. And my friend was a bit of a nerd. So he dutifully written out every single track name on the cover of this. Oh, Santa no. Claus, you cunt. The Festival of Fucking Light. The <laughs> uh, yeah, that fucking cat's back. I mean, every every track had some kind of profanity in it. My mum was not impressed when she found it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mum, mum's generally not a fan. <laughs> But it I seems so I'd big and clever. This. I never thought I'd actually get to do this, but can we just talk about the damn movie? <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> All right, so getting getting back to the movie. Um, look, I know neither of you um, have children. I know Court doesn't like children, and I think that's mostly because he hasn't cooked them properly. Yeah, but, he probably um, No child produces enough urine to put out a fire. Oh, that was ridiculous. Baby piss putting out a serious pants fire. And can we just yes. talk about this for a moment? Tequila promises the baby everything's going to be okay, and then immediately his pants catch on fire because he's a fucking liar. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, at I, no point, at no point can you wrap a child in a blanket, stuff it in your jacket, and jump out of a window and expect that child to be okay. Okay, while we're, while we're talking do, about that, you can't even do that with a fucking cat. Okay, while we're talking about that, you put a baby in a bulletproof vest. If the baby gets shot and the bulletproof vest gets hit, the force of the bullet is going to break everything in the baby. Yeah. Just because yeah, it'll make it explode. Yeah, the bulletproof vest is just going to turn that baby into an exploding bag of balloon guts, man. That's it. Like, because <laughs> bulletproof vests absorb the, the penetrative damage, but the shock of it, the, the push of the actual, like, you know, kinetic force gets transferred across the plate, which still breaks ribs and causes serious bruising to the bone on a normal human. It just makes it to where the bullet doesn't pierce them. That's all a bulletproof yes. vest does. And that drove me nuts where I'm like, that's not going to do shit. All that's going to do is make the baby become an exploding balloon of blood and guts. Which <laughs> exactly. made you happy. Oh, yeah. Just thinking about that. Yeah. Jeez. I said we'd be referencing your shtick. You see, when we see all the babies in there, like, oh, God, how are we going to get all these babies out of this room? And I'm like, hmm, baby baseball? <laughs> <laughs> and who leaves babies in a full evacuation of a hospital? That one guy was like, just leave them. It's fine. And yeah, also, like, babies. that? I mean, bad Everyone guy else is gone, I'm getting the fuck out. Leave the baby. <laughs> I know. It's so fucked up. I'm like, come on, dude. Nobody does that. Plus, you could be the baddest of the bad guys, but what kind of a cunt unloads a clip into a room full of babies? I mean, you've got to be seriously morally bereft. <laughs> yeah, well, well, look, John, Johnny really wasn't much of a human. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, yeah. right? he, he, he I identified really with Johnny, for God's sakes. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. 
awesome capitalist. Right? <laughs> 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 you know, he could have, you know, greed is good for Johnny. And I believe that the phrase was, where there's war, there's Johnny. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, look, while the, ba- the baby thing is absolutely legendary in terms of, you know, movies, that was John Woo just dialing it up to 11. Um, those babies are all deaf. All right, they are all deaf. <laughs> yes. Tequila was the only one that was smart enough to put fucking something in the baby's ears so they couldn't, he, the guns going off didn't cause problems for it. And that was the only part and of the, the baby sequences that were cool. Well, no, the yes. lady did run around trying to do it before that. Someone said put cotton wool yeah. in their ears, but I, I don't yes. think they managed to finish the job. Um, no. And when the babies got out, random people were just going, oh, that's my baby. Just, okay. I mean, just take random babies. Just we, have one. We should mention babies the patriarchy here as well, though, shouldn't we? In that there's a room full oh. of babies, and we have one female protagonist. She walks past and you get the music and the... Yes. You know, oh, her womb audibly thumping through the television. You're like, oh, really? Come on. And then, of course, when it comes, the shit hits the fan. It's like, you take charge of this because you're a woman and you can't clearly help us in any way with the fight. So you get rid of the babies. Yes. It's like, oh, come on. But yes, you do the baby work. Yes, it was. Yes, it was a different time, kids. Not really. <laughs> you see, in the 90s, it was okay to be horribly sexist towards women because they didn't have any rights. And it was totally yeah. cool, particularly in Hong Kong. Boy, have uh, times yes. changed now, guys. Actually, Look, I can tell you... Now it's much better. But as we learned very early, in Hong Kong, there are only neon lights and hookers. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that was the opening sequence. Um, I have to also tell you, there there, there were clearly, in, in, in that period, very little rules regarding uh, using children in films. Because um, were you to compare it to modern day... <laughs> Uh, oh yes this week I was actually on a film set where a less than one year old child was used and it was like they can be on set for no more than 10 minutes at a time and literally as it's coming up you could be mid shot and it's like nope baby out needs to rest for 10 minutes and it's like it's like they are absolutely fucking now gone it's like you had 20 of them and each needs a chaperone and (laughs) the rules list is longer than my arm it's like Anybody who wrote that script now would just hand it over to a producer and they just go, yeah, y- you can have two babies. <laughs> yeah. uh, actually, look, do you, do you need a live baby? Because otherwise it's it's baby go. Yeah, yeah. We could <laughs> we shoot from that angle. You know, we could, we could just move the cot a little bit, pretend there's one in there. <laughs> it's like... Exactly. It's actually cheaper to build an animatronic baby yes. than it is to get a real one. Why not just CGI all the babies and then when the guy unloads a clip, he can actually shoot babies and it would be the best movie ever. <laughs> Yeah. The, if you want reference for that, ladies and gentlemen, please go and listen to Cinema Science. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. Oh, I'm not even going to try and justify it. Just go listen to Cinema Science. It's a thing. Yeah, you'll understand it. Uh, it's, yes, it's definitely hates a babies. thing. It's a thing. That's not. Yeah. It's accused to be a shtick, but it's an actual thing. I hate children. Yeah. <laughs> I still stand by the fact that you're not cooking them properly. Yeah, right. Fair enough. I'll I mean, look, I, I love kids. I couldn't eat a whole one, but I love them. Um, well, when I come this. to visit you, we'll throw one on the Barbie and hang out. <laughs> Barbie, baby. God, I'm just um, realizing this is your perfect movie court. Like, loads of police get shot, too. Oh, no, yeah, I was loving this. The amount of dead <laughs> cops everywhere, it was the best. And dead corrupt cops, which made them, you know, even more so. Wait, there's a difference between cops and corrupt cops? I didn't know that. <laughs> 
Well, no, it, it's more fun to shoot corrupt cops because then, then you've got a justifiable reason outside of just being cops. And speaking of that, is trick is Tequila the most trigger happy psychopath of a cop you've ever seen? Oh yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> Look, so when they're going to do the raid on the warehouse, and I've got to say that is the most disorganized chop shop, uh, gun warehouse, and drug lab I've ever seen. How many All have right, you seen? They needed. <laughs> Look, what I do in my time is my business. Well, All right, I got I just, to where I am the hard way. I just want a piece of it. Is all I'm saying. I just want to get. <laughs> <laughs> I want in. I mean, if you want in, it's easy because there's fucking massive skylights. <laughs> yeah, That's right. You okay. just got to drop in. Uh, and, and clearly, there's always lots of openings. <laughs> yeah. Reminds me of my first yes. girlfriend. Know what I'm saying? Oh. Um. But that scene, right? They, there's like fucking carnage mayhem. What is it? Like 80 people die. <laughs> there's grenades yeah. going off and all kinds of stuff. And then like a minute later, the place is full of bodies again. Yeah. It's like, and the police are in there and it's more bodies and it's more explosions. and It's like, these these are big gangs. Respawn. Yes. That's all that was happening, boss. There were guys respawning yeah. in respawn. the corner. <laughs> yes. Respawn. And... and- there was just construction there for the striking construction. There was yeah. it's just weird. I mean it's look, it, it's very John Woo. He loves huge open spaces hmm. because then you can have more explosions. Um I didn't get those camera moves. I mean, they are fucking amazing. The, the camera work on those action scenes is just it takes you with it. It's so kinetic. It's like oh, I love yeah, that. That's one of my absolutely. favorite things about it. Yeah, he set the standard and there were people imitating him for decades and yeah. no one ever came close to touching it until the raid. When they did that and better. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The raid movies are fucking awesome. They are absolutely awesome. Although, talking so, of action, talk- which, can we, can we nerd yeah. out a bit here? Sorry, Court. I know you Go hate ahead. this. No. What? But well, I think we have a responsibility as motorcyclists to dispel a myth here. <laughs> I don't if there is- I'm just lost when you talk about it, is all. I mean, this isn't too nerdy, but the- if there's a saloon car in front of me and I'm riding towards it, if I mm-hmm. go as far as to come into contact with the back of that car, my motorcycle mm-hmm. is not going to then jump said car. It's going to hit it, and I'm going to go through the back fucking windscreen. They always yes, do or, this in movies. Or I'm, I'm going to fucking cartwheel. Yes. <laughs> like a like a rag doll. Yeah. And it's like, and even if you wheelied ups. first, the underside of your motorcycle, the engine hits the trunk and stops, and again, you go over the handlebars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When the guy also, shoots the when he shoots the fucking motorcycle with a shotgun and it explodes and just catches on fire but continues to run and then drives <laughs> yeah. off, is that not horse shit too or what? No, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, that's cool, fucking wicked cool. Shit. But... Yeah, it yeah. looks amazing, but it's fucking horse shit, right? Yeah, the the look the exploding part is is the horse shit. There's kinetics that are involved in there that don't work. The other thing is, um, if you drop your bike and you slide along. Um, you're not shooting people, all right? You're screaming (laughs) as everything right down to the bone comes from your hip down to your ankle underneath the fucking bike, all right? You don't just pull it back up and go, hey, I'm cool. No, you're going, I'm crippled. Yes, there's a big streak on the floor. Yeah, that's right. What's left of your hip? used to be your leg. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Your your bike gets turned into a cheese grater and your leg is the cheese. Yes. Big shout out to my mate that did drop his bike and had it squeezed under a car and now has um, staples that go from his uh, hip to his ankle. Ouch. Yeah. I I thought it was funny because it was right in front of a hospital. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's so mean. <laughs> it is, but... But going launched. back to the exploding bike, uh, something I've realised mm. here, and uh, like, tell me if this is wrong, um, um, American, because uh, we don't know so much about guns. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. Um, Ooh, when fair, when fair. he he comes in, he get he he's done his like machine gunny pistoly bits, and then he pulls out the shotgun. I've realised that John Woo, um, not John Woo, Chow Yun Fat's gun has alternate exploding shells and solid slugs, and then uh, shot. That is one of just, my notes as well. How the yeah. fuck do you get a hold of shotgun shells that have exploding incendiary rounds in them? That was amazing. That doesn't yeah. exist. That's that's not a thing. But okay, right. It's not a thing. It, yeah, not a thing. it's not a thing. But we really want it to be because we want incendiary rounds for shotguns. I think I've played too yeah, many computer I, I games. Want, <laughs> yeah, I, I want a shotgun that I can just switch rounds in randomly and just make shit blow up. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes you shoot someone, they get three small buckshot sort of holes in the chest, and then they'll turn around and shoot like a lamppost, and they'll explode like it was full of C4. You're like, the fuck? Yeah, there was a couple of times, too, where like he shot into a car that had already been burned out that was on fire, but then for some reason explodes with the shotgun blast again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is that, incendiary rounds? What the hell's going on here? Ex- explosions. It's just explosions. Yeah, Everyone needs more explosions. Except you, Michael Bay. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> That's different. Those are bublosions. That's different. They're uh, much worse. Bublosions. Bublosions. <laughs> uh, but look, riding, riding a motorbike and shooting a semi-automatic weapon, not particularly when there are six of you riding in formation and then swinging around, pretty sure the guy's in front. All dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So the, the, the motorbike work. Uh, uh, I think I made a note to say, look, it's the dyna. Oh, look, yes. Uh, where is it? There's a note here somewhere. It's Stunt Cycle Squad. Um, there it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was why? Why do they need to ride in formation? I didn't understand that. I mean, it, it looks, looks cool. cool. Yeah, <laughs> it looks. And I thought that they were like the front soldiers that were supposed to take the brunt of all the action and die for the cars. The cars had the important people that needed to survive. That was my thought. That was yeah. the only the only excuse. Yeah, I Yet apparently they rammed the fucking cars into the other vehicles and then kept driving. Apparently, again, <laughs> if you if you hit a stationary vehicle, there's a good chance that your vehicle will not continue to move. Hmm. Um, you know, in Hong Kong, we'd be dead already. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Now we look. We've talked a lot about the stuff that we love, and we've talked a little bit about the stuff we don't like. What about the things that your OCD made you see in this movie? Electricity. I wanted to. Oh, sorry. I was going to say one. No, no. I, I, there was one that really stood out, and it's got to do with the motorcycle again. Um, the this in, in the warehouse where the motorcycle goes into the back of the truck. Hmm. And apparently knocks the guy over and then goes into the boxes. You see it go in. You see it hit the guy. You see the motorbike planted in the boxes. And a clear dummy on the floor (laughs) and on the motorbike. (laughs) Right? There there is no way that either of those shapes are even vaguely human. And then the the motorbike guy just comes straight back out again. How did he turn his bike around? (laughs) Because there's not enough room to turn them. And... What happened to that guy that he apparently ran over? All right, that that was probably the one where I went, oh, "I'm calling bullshit." <laughs> that was me on my bike. Really, a ten point turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if it was your bike, boss, there'd be no fucking chance. You had to like <laughs> get a forklift. Be, 
they just cut out a hole in the in the wall of the truck and just do it outside. Ways. Now, then go on, cool. What were you gonna say? Okay, now there's a double part for me. The sequence where he actually puts the gunpowder into the conduit to get to the wires. Oh yes. Explosions oh, do God. not work like that. That is total fucking horse shit. <laughs> it would have the whatever explosive stuff that would have happened from him firing that bullet. The explosion would have went up the pipe and then down the pipe. It wouldn't have actually exploded out of the pipe. You have to have an end cap on each side of the pipe to create pressure for a pipe to actually explode. And that did not happen. Unless the entire pipe, the entire length of the building would have exploded from the pressure, which also wouldn't have happened because it would have been vented somewhere. <laughs> All right, now that's that's the part one. Part two of that, whenever the wires are exposed and then the guy grabs wires from across the room and then just jumps the wires altogether, electricity does not work like that. Just, <laughs> because, you push, just because you push wires together, you're not gonna short out. All you're gonna do is possibly burn out the solenoid that would be pulling open the door if you throw too much voltage in it. That's a whole bunch of horseshit. That whole entire sequence, I'm like, wow, this is a waste of time and stupid. Oh God, I can't it quit you. Stupid. I love it. I love it when we make the same notes. Um. <laughs> Bromance forever, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> the other thing I was thinking is that that's clearly the fact that bullets are the same size as that hole. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> what are the chances? Exactly right? the same size as the the hole where the screw was. Bullshit. Well, not to mention the fact he's never shooting the end of that bullet in a million years. And even oh, if you yeah. shoot it, primers don't work like that. No, exactly. That's not how bullets work. That's not how any of this works, John Woo. <laughs> and that pipe work was clearly for some kind of plumbing. It wasn't electrical in nature. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. I, I I've don't seen, understand. I've, I've seen people use plumbing pipes as conduits yeah. like that. I mean, yeah, it's Don't make it code. right. Yeah. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it correct. But that whole, I mean, it was clearly PVC pipe that they just put yeah. in there and spray painted. And yeah. that's why the hole was so easy to drill in. The whole thing is bullshit. That whole entire sequence is just <laughs> completely dumb. It makes yes. no sense at all. It's, uh, uh, that, 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 that was probably the biggest call out for me. That and the fact that they have the world's biggest morgue, right? I'm, again, <laughs> I've been to morgues. They're never that fucking big. Never. But if you think about it, though, hiding your weapons cache inside of a morgue is pretty genius because people don't want to go there unless they have to. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah. But there were a lot of like really big weapons in there, like really big heavy weapons. Yet the hole to go in there was kind of only big enough for like two people to walk through. Where? How do you get a forklift in? I'd imagine there's <laughs> got to be a way to like load the thing in via truck somewhere else, like by underground tunnel. I think it was just easy human access goes to the morgue. But then again, we just obsessed over a pipe that wouldn't explode that way. So that whole yes. entire, the, the whole subplot is fucking stupid that he put it underground like that. But the idea of hiding something in a morgue like that is pretty cool. It's just way too fucking big and way too goddamn yeah. sci-fi. I mean, I'd hope if yes. there was a rear entrance, it would have a slightly more complex entry code as well. Yeah, you just uh, press, yes. you mm. press a red button and Two a yellow buttons. button. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's so many possible and do, combinations. Do you remember when computers used to like beep all the time? Every time you press a button, the computer would beep. Yours doesn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, just every... Day. And every, every window that opens, every graphic that moves... <laughs> oh, drives me mad. <laughs> um, well, it was the 90s. Although, look, 
that's what computers yeah, did back then. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's the same way that in every Bruce Lee movie, he wants a drink of water! Um, <laughs> get out. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, to quote you, I'll get my coat. Um, <laughs> and more casual racism from the Aussie, just like we expect. Hey, yeah. <laughs> look, we have the third largest Asian community outside of Asia in this city. And I love all of them. <laughs> like individually or by the condom wrapper? How does this work? <laughs> no, it's one at a time. I'm working my way through. <laughs> Hello. Some of them are not happy about it, but, you know, we do what we want. Um, Did anyone else notice the man who's sitting in the boat and gets shot through the sunroof uh, with the shotgun, the... The pellets sort of hit him in the kidney lower back area. Then he gets up to run to the back of the boat, and he's been shot in the back of the shoulder. Oh, yes. dude. Weapons, weapons discharge wounds that happen in these people move all the time. Somebody gets shot in the shoulder, and the next thing you know, the wound is in the elbow in the next shot. Like, it happens <laughs> yeah. all the way through the movie. There is continuity fuck-ups the whole way through this. I stopped trying to take notes on them because <laughs> I would have been there for ages trying to, like, write them all down. Now, harking back to that particular wound, when you see him later in the hospital, it actually looks like the wounds have come from underneath and up. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because there's there's a hole and then like red scarring going from his hip to his shoulder, not from his shoulder down to his hip, which is the way it should be. <laughs> well, at the beginning of the movie when Tequila shoots that guy in the face and then the brains and blood splatter all over his face, he gets mm. up and he gets up and goes to like check on his friend who got shot down and all of a sudden it goes from like being this whole entire face covered with gunk to like one or two dried specks of blood here and there about his face it just like within the same couple of seconds like he just gets up they cut and when they cut back to him being in the friend it's right there and boom another one was when he's checking the gurney in the hospital and uh is covered the sheets on there covered in blood and they do a cutaway, and the sheet's completely clean. Then it cuts yeah. back, and it's covered in blood again. And one of the guys gets shot. He gets filled with... He's covered in blood. He gets shot, and then he goes and swims out. And then when he shows up later on, uh, like when he gets out of the water later on, he's and he shows up at like the police station or something like that, he's dry, and there's no blood on his clothes, and he's wearing <laughs> the same outfit. Oh, dear. John, woo! Shame on you. <laughs> Shame on you. There was there was so, a there was a deep and meaningful gone. bit that made me laugh out loud, um, and it's when they're both I think it's people they're trying to get through the door in the in the arms cache, and he's like, when I started this job, there was only one job going, undercover in the triads. And I mean, no, <laughs> fuck that, I'm going to work at Pret a Manger. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, uh, uh, I think uh, pushing trolleys at ASDA <laughs> would be Anything. potentially safer. Cleaning toilets with my tongue rather than go undercover in the triads. Thank you. No way. I got a job for you, buddy. Tasty. And speaking of more casual racism, when we're first introduced to Alan, it was nice to see that they took the scene from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> and for those of you at home the reason I mentioned casual racism is I wrote in my notes and now a scene from the Asian version of Ferris Bueller um, <laughs> <laughs> um, when, when, when Alan shoots that guy in the head um, huge spray out the back 
and then just weird leakage as he falls down at the front. It's just like bloop, bloop. Just the blood just coming out of his head on the table, and that library was empty. No one, no one came to shush him because <laughs> even silences track- make noise. How did he manage to, first time, walk down the correct line of books and spot the one that's sticking out slightly and has gun in it and blood on it? Like, mm. Yeah, exactly. Just there's ESP in this movie, like, a couple of times. He, they should have had him following a trail of blood dripping from the book. That would have made much more sense. Yeah. He w- yes. And how fucking obvious was it that there was a the void between the blood that rolled around on the table was a book? I mean, it couldn't be any more obvious. I mean, he's in a library. It's vaguely square, rectangular type shape in the blood. I mean, why did they have to make such a big deal about him looking at a book, laying it down and going, huh, yeah, this looks vaguely book shaped. I mean, you can see it before he goes anywhere near it. (laughs) He's just written in blood, book was here. Yeah, I know. (laughs) With an arrow pointing to the correct (laughs) aisle, like, look over there. (laughs) Clearly, he knows the Dewey Decimal System. (laughs) <laughs> Conan the Librarian. Hey. Yes. Do you know the Dewey Decimal System? Again, kids, look up UHF. Um. <laughs> you see, does anyone know yeah. what the second instance incident of ESP was in this movie? Oh, I'm I'm gonna let you call it, mate, because I'm not sure. I feel like there's uh, any number of different ESP moments. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's basically the the balaclava guy goes out the window on the abseil, taking the first baby to safety. And Mm. the second he's out the window, a guy two floors up, who can't have seen anything below him, flings a window open and shoots him. It's like, how did you know he was there? Uh, He smelled the baby. (laughs) Doesn't matter, babies in peril. I smell babies. Doesn't matter, babies in peril. That's all they needed. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. And, uh, And the other thing is too, now, most hospitals, like if there's an evacuation, They've actually got, like, protocols and everything else, and they're quite orderly about it. In this hospital, oh, there's a fire alarm. Everybody riot. Just everybody go fucking mental. (laughs) I I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but in Hong Kong, that actually is the evacuation procedure in an emergency. (laughs) Is everybody just runs around panicking and screaming. It's in every movie I've ever seen. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's the same in Japan. Like, in case of kaiju, everybody run around Mm. screaming. That is true, actually. Yeah, uh, a doorframe will not help you in case of kaiju. Uh, oh, don't I know but... it. That's how I got third-degree burns on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's very specific. I don't know why I had to pick my foot. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> not really sure. Um, I look forward to hearing about it at a later time. Um, <laughs> so, there were a number of different tropes that popped up in this movie, outside of the ones that we've already highlighted. And I'm, I'm just going to flick through them really, really quickly. Um, eating in a crime scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah tequila's just, you know, right there. Yeah, after the first shootout. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, eating, and, and you've got to eat something that looks like it could fall apart at any second. Yeah, you got to get crumbs into... in the evidence. Yeah, you've got to get <laughs> shit in the evidence. That That's important. Um, obviously, the running out of bullets at the key time trope. That's always there. The um, only time you run out of bullets is at the key time. <laughs> correct. Um, using the the old fake cop uh, trope when they're coming out of the out of out of the uh, out of the corridors to the final shootout with all the hostages, the Alan pretends to be you know a cop, but keep but you just got to keep your head down and put your cap on, and that means no one will recognise you. 
that's important um the the un, uh, unwilling killer having reminders around him obviously alan's paper cranes that's a big trope you know every mm. time i kill somebody i have one off the list um or is that just me um well you and else? every other psychopath who gets off on killing yeah hey i'm a sociopath shut up um <laughs> same thing just an older term for it sir look you can't pigeonhole me <laughs> Don't you're you right. assume? You're, you're don't right. you assume you're, my psychosis? You're, you're right. Your obsessive sexual killing of people is completely different than every other psychopath who sexually obsesses over killing people. Thank you. <laughs> you're a unique individual psychopath. Thank. Yeah, no, I feel special. <laughs> <laughs> and I can go to my safe space. <laughs> Fuck millennials. Um. I am the youngest one here. <laughs> And still not a millennial. Um, the <laughs> nope. I need to do this trope. The oh. uh, I, I I have a dream. I have a dream after this trope. <laughs> the, it's gonna be okay. I'm after this. I'm gonna go live in some exciting place. No, you fucking <laughs> not. You're gonna die. That's yeah. the rules. Um, and of course, flashback at the end of a death scene. Trope. I've got Did one for any? another. Yeah, there's one trope that you missed. I, I was going through my list of the ones that I noticed. A cop movie always going ultra wing, right wing, whenever they're complaining about how they have to play by the rules, but the criminals don't. Oh, and yes. The chief goes on a whole diatribe about that. That is a complete trope in that type of film as well. Yes. <laughs> and and Ren Renegade Cop is in trouble with the chief all the time. Trope. Yeah, that's, yeah this that's was like Lethal one. Weapon with really good fucking action is what was going on in a lot yes. of this. Yeah, you got to tell me how the commissioner's going to keep chewing your ass up. Well, I don't really report to commissioner. It's more of a quorum. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs a hug. <laughs> Sorry, my favorite uh, police chief ever. Wait, is that from So I Married an Axe Murderer? Winning. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Yes, that is awesome. I want to hold on to that bit of the helicopter. You know that bit? Yes, I know that part. It sounds very exciting. <laughs> oh, One of my and, and of course jo Johnny did say the title of the movie right at the end and that made it okay hard somebody baked. refers to him as hard boiled a couple of times throughout the movie yeah. as well like John Woo actually does say that in the club to him too where he's like when I first met you you were a sensitive musician before you got out of the academy and now you're all hard boiled and I'm like hey he said the title it's cause Yay! he's a good egg Oh, there you go. That's no yoke. Hey, yes. And I'm just gonna say cloaca because I like saying it. Uh, <laughs> because I brought it up on the one episode we just did on Witch versus the Doomsday Clock. <laughs> yes, there's a whole conversation about cloacas. Um, and I still don't know how frogs replicate properly, but I just said cloacas. Um, on that note, I think it's time to grade this movie. Wait, don't we have the things we can't let go or is that part of it? Because I still have more for the things we can't let go. Oh, no, all right, times, Nah, it's before you leave. You grade and then you go, okay, but okay, we'll do it that way. Fine. <laughs> Fine. I want my safe space again. Um, Isn't he the one who put the structure in the chat earlier this week? <laughs> yes, he yeah, did. See, now, I knew that I was going to fucking just lose it because I... Fucking up the I've format not... is the new thing this show should do. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's the in- I've, I've set a really high standard then. <laughs> oh yeah, you royally fucked up. The bar's yeah, high. Yeah, the bar's high, guys. I mean, you gotta go some to beat that. Yes. There's derailment, and then there's jumping the fucking shark. Um. <laughs> so, let's knock three times before you leave. That would be the one thing, or even three, that you need to know before you can move on. And because court apparently has brought us back on track, that would make it your turn, sir. All right. There's three main things, and they all have to do with gunplay, because I am an American, and also <laughs> weapons of destruction. Actually, I have four. Sorry. Have to America. Do, right? Yeah. Because America, I always got to go one better than everybody else, because it's the best country on the face of this earth. <laughs> all right. <laughs> First of all, cars are not good cover in a shootout, as they are always portrayed in film. Mm. <laughs> They're very thin. Bullets can travel through doors no problem, and actually through the interior and you. The best bet you have is the engine block, but there's a big space between you and the engine block to where people can fire in any way. So cars, not good cover in a shootout. Yes. Second thing, silencers do not work like they are portrayed in film at all. They do not actually <laughs> silence bullets. They take 135 to 170 decibel gunshot sound and drop it down to about 120 to 100 decibels. It's still loud as fuck. It's just not ear damaging loud with a silencer. Yeah. For, for, for context, my motorcycle exhaust uh, puts out roughly 110 decibels and is too loud to go on a racetrack in this country. Perfect. Go. Perfect example. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We already talked about the exploding conduit sequence, so I don't have to go in there. So actually, I only have three. All right. Next thing. There was enough C4 in the duffel bag when they get setting up the C4 to blow up the hospital to level roughly three to four city blocks. Yep. They did not need that much. One little block of C4 would have been enough to do what they were trying to do. And they set up enough C4 to take out downtown Manhattan practically. <laughs> Those are the things that I was like, I cannot let this go. This has to be mentioned. Joe, that ties into my favorite line is the final ex... Like, they blow the fuck out of that hospital. There's nothing left. And then the police commissioner goes, are there any babies left? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and and where's Alan? Where's Alan? Remember Alan? All right, Boz, what, what, what are your knocks three times? Okay, um, I, I, I would argue that after the gun cash scene, um, they weren't going to do the sliding out of the morgue trays thing because they'd already be fucking dead. Because if you're going to fire that many bullets in a metal room, you're all dying of ricochets, all of you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. No way out of that. Um, yeah, if you're going to make an action movie, you need to find a building that's going to be demolished anyway, clearly. Because yes. there was nothing left of that at the end of it. <laughs> You just buy a building and blow it up because you can. Because you're John. Woo! Woo! And my third point and is I still don't know what the plot was. <laughs> uh, people got murdered because a cop was on a killing spree to avenge the death of his partner yeah, from the tea and, ceremony and, and, thing at the beginning. Yeah, and there were, 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 I don't know, bad guys. All right, so my three things having two guns looks cool, doesn't work properly. All right just doesn't fucking work all right tried it uh, that yeah doesn't work <laughs> oh, okay yeah it definitely doesn't he's absolutely right you can't you can't pull it off you you can't you and like the whole run and gun slide down a banister and gun shooting two guns 
Mm. You're really just shooting randomly. <laughs> You're shooting in the general vicinity and hoping like fuck that it actually hits something. All yeah, right. it's basically Not, like it, Cyril Figgis in Archer screaming, suppressing fire, and then shooting everywhere <laughs> but the people he's supposed to shoot. <laughs> yes. It looks wicked cool. Um, there is a procedure for dealing with government paperwork when somebody dies. It is not setting fire to it. Right? <laughs> well, see, this is Hong Kong, so I'm pretty sure that's how they deal with the paperwork in Hong Kong. Nah, even then, they did a fucking shitty job of it. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah, they didn't, didn't even burn it properly. Yeah, there was still stuff left over that you could make out what was going on with that guy's career. Yeah. They fucked that up, too. They fucked that up badly. And I, look, I think probably the 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 final thing that I'm, I'm going to hark back to for this movie is oboes are not sexy. All right? Just <laughs> fucking move on, people. They are not sexy. Oh, did you know, I found Wu, stop filming birds in slow motion for four <laughs> yes. minutes straight. Just, just, just stop it, John. Just stop it. I, I found the note I lost earlier. So if you did want to fuck me over and leave it in, I'd do a hilarious callback now. It was as the police cars turn up outside the hospital, the music is basically police squad, <laughs> which does not fit this movie. Check it out. It's like an hour and 30 in almost exactly. Um, it sounds just like police squad to me. It's just terrible. Okay. Which was reused Thanks. in the Naked Gun movies for people who don't know what the fuck Police Squad is. <laughs> Again, look it up on Google, kids. Yeah. All right. It is now rating time. Thanks for that, Halming. Um, <laughs> Boz, what is your rating? Uh, I'm going to give it 18 flying slow-motion morgue trays out of 20. <laughs> nice. I, I must admit, that is a, that is a ride that I want to go on. <laughs> how did they get the launch velocity though i mean that, that did just go across the whole room quite impressive court i'm going to give it three babies wrapped in flak jackets out of three <laughs> <laughs> yes or exploding meat bags as court likes to think of. yeah well that's that's how i like to picture all babies so let's move on <laughs> and i will give it five out of five Asian Bronsons. Oh, <laughs> racist. Oh. No dice. No dice. Hey, Belly. That's not how I work, eh? Hey, <laughs> Belly. Want some dumplings? Oh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And again, not racist. Just having some fun. Um, all right. That is it. We are done. That means that the next time that we may or may not do this, um, it's Court's turn. Have you thought about what the movie will be called? I have thought about it, but I haven't picked one out specifically yet. So sticking with our usual thing where we tease whose next <laughs> choice it is, but we have no clue what the choice is going to be. <laughs> going to go with that particular trope for this show. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. You know what? No, what? no, 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 no. Look. Wait, we'll wait, 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 wait. We'll, we'll put it in the show put notes. Put it in the show notes. <laughs> because it won't it's be in, there. Boom. <laughs> it's in the show notes. Look it up. Go Which Google it show notes, there. kids. <laughs> And, and ladies and gentlemen, remember, if ever your front door is stuck, just grab the nearest high-voltage cable and jam it in a light switch. You never know, it might work. <laughs> <laughs> Don't 
don't forget, you can find our perfect and pristine Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash obsessive cinema discourse. And if you think we missed something on any episode, <laughs> yeah, as if, uh, please do email us at ocinemad at gmail.com and bring your own particular OCD into the light. Or was it ocinemad at Maybe it was O Cinemad at. Oh, I know. Maybe it was more like Ock I'm Mad at. Or were we thinking O Sign Madeep?